What's going on, people, and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 140, and it is Wednesday, October 24th, 2018. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Berg. What's going on, everybody? That's right. We are back once again. 140 episodes, man. Can you believe it? Nope. Mm. It doesn't feel like 140 episodes, to be honest. It sure doesn't. Yeah, it kind of feels like it should be like episode 70-something at the least. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but yeah, man, it's it's been, a, it's been a wild ride, a fun ride, and we keep doing it because we love it. And speaking of loving things, let's talk about our sponsor. Yes, Studio Headphones. High quality, fashionable. Yeah. Affordable. Oh, yeah. Studio quality? Yes. Okay, see, now you're getting weird. (laughs) (laughs) And all you got to do is go to uh, studio.com and use the promo code CODEXPODCAST to get 15% off. And as always, free shipping in the USA. You just really love that part. I don't know. I kind of stuck. Kind of stuck. Like I just, just, because I wanted to throw in the free shipping, because I remember you, you, you mentioned the free shipping before. A few times, and then I then I just said, "Oh, free shipping in the USA," and then it just stuck. Okay, well, let it <laughs> let it stick. Then. Yeah, and welcome Grande to the show. Oh man, you gotta give me a minute because I gotta start sharing. Oh yeah, keep keep sharing that. Uh, yeah, we got we got a, a few things to get into. Some interesting topics, both uh, <clears throat> you know, comics related, wrestling related. Um, I have some thoughts about uh. It's a couple articles coming about coming out about Red Dead Redemption Two and Rockstar Games and about the whole video game crunch thing. Netflix done pissing off Marvel fans. Oh yeah, thank you. We got to talk about that because I got some. I I have a rant of the day oh, right. for Netflix for that for All that right, shit. Using UWO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to the UWO by the way, uh, Eddie, Kyle, and Brian. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, while you're sharing the podcast, Carl, I'll talk a bit, bit about what I've been up to. Um, <clears throat> as you as you reviewed uh, last week, um, Saga Volume Nine. Yes, you asshole! You were supposed <laughs> to call me. When you were supposed to hit me up when you got finished. But get into it. Le- yeah, I finally read Saga Volume Nine. And if you have not read Saga or if I've gotten into it, you really should. It's a good time to do it, Bruh. Bruh. Like, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to tell you what happens or, or what transpired, but man, it, it, it got me fucked it, up. It, it hit you, huh? It hit me. It got me fucked up, man. Your mouth dropped, didn't it? It did. Face to the floor, huh? Face to the floor. Like, I, I was. I had to take a walk outside. No, you didn't. You know, um, no, I just, I just stared out my window. That, um, that would do it. Stared out my window, had to contemplate life and where i go from here Jesus damn like yo brian k vaughn fiona staples you know they're they're taking a year year hiatus and hey it's well earned you know since you guys have been going hard in the paint since 2012 bringing 54 quality issues of saga quality storytelling some of the finest storytelling you'll you'll see in the comics medium today um now that they're taking a year hiatus it is a great time. 
a good time as any to get into Saga because, man, if you're a comics fan or even just a casual fan of comics, you are really missing out if you haven't read issue one onwards. Trust me, you read issue one. If you're not hooked, read issue two. And if you're still not hooked, I don't know what to tell you. But damn. Damn. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) Yeah, bro. I told you. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It was some shit, but uh, yeah. Besides besides reading uh, comics, um, you know, uh, I've I've decided that now that now that my schedule has reached a nice equilibrium, you know, nice uh, work. In other life, words, you got used to it. Yep, work okay. life balance. This Saturday, once I get paid, I will march to Best Buy and I will finally purchase my copy of Spider Man. Yeah, I get the DLCs now. They just came out. I know. Yes, I, I will get the DLCs, but I, I I I need this game in my life. You do. I, I've been telling you that since, since September seventh. Yeah, I know. Like a good month and a half now. Like I need Spider Man in my PS4. I need to stay shut in and play it all day, er day. Um, studying, eh, I can balance that, but. Priorities, yeah, I know, but um, but I'm a on my weekends when I got time, you oh, know. Whew, I I need Spider Man PS4 all over my body. See, now you just you just make it weird. Listen, listen, make it weird. You could, you could say making it weird. I'm just trying make to convey the, the the greatness of this game by Insomniac. Now let me ask you. Now let me ask you this. Yeah. Now, okay, maybe just finances, but why is it now that you really feel like you just need it? Because now, because at first you're like, oh, I'll get it, I'll get it eventually. I mean, well, because like I, I've I've reached a, like I said, I, I finally reached a balance in you know work life and school, and um, you know, I I just just see just watching just watching the uh, the the gameplay footage and a couple of reviews. It's like, man, I can't wait. I cannot wait until the end of the semester. I can't wait till December. I need this game right now, you know, because right, right now I'm not, I'm not really playing anything else. Like I've been playing, I've been holding off on the Witcher a little bit. It's been put you, on hold. You've already beaten it. So. Well, I haven't beaten the, the DLCs, the two DLC wow. expansions, which I want to finish because I hear they're really good. Um, and I started playing Diablo 3 again. <laughs> Yeah, new... so you're starting to repeat games. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm in that repeat cycle, and like uh, a few of the games that I downloaded from in the past for PlayStation Plus, and not not really not really striking my fancy. You know, I've I've downloaded um, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I did too, and I deleted it like ten <laughs> minutes later. Yeah, but if I decide to play it again, it'll be free. Yeah, there you that's go. A, you know, that's a plus for that. Yeah, um, and I'm trying to make room in my hard drive. For some other games, you know, I had to throw in Tekken Seven again because my cousin, shout out to my cousin Marquita in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. she's put, you know, she, she got her PS4 up. She's a fighting game play, you know, she's a she's into fighting games, and she had Tekken Seven. That was one game that we both had. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, all right, all right, you can catch these hands. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of fighting games, um, you know, Time Capsule. Uh, they were had. They just had their fifteenth uh, anniversary sale. Ain't there's a bitch. I missed it. Yeah. Well, I think you. I think it's still on, on up until Friday, the twenty sixth. So there's like it's like fifty percent off um, 
everything else in the store except new comics, 35% off graphic novels, trade paperbacks. So I went to the Cranston store because that's, that's, that's where the sale is held. And I was looking in, in their PS2 section, and I managed to get, for the low, low price of $2.50, <laughs> Soul Calibur 2 for the PlayStation 2. You know, 6 just came out, right? I know it did. It did. I was like, you know what? So you go all the way back to get to. <laughs> yeah, because like I remember I actually bought Soul Calibur 2 like way back when it first came out in 2003. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. What? Why, am I, why is this just clicking right now? Mm-hmm. You bought a fighting game? I did. I did. I because I because Soul Calibur had like so, I remember like when the first one came out for the Dreamcast, it had so much hype, so many perfect reviews. People were just like standing all over that fighting game. And Soul Calibur 2 came out. I was like, all right, all right, well, it looks cool. And I had fun with it for a time. And then like, you know, I was just trading games left and right. So I was like, eh, I'm not playing this anymore. But then I saw it uh, for $2.50 because it was like 50% off. So I'm like, shoot, why not? And I actually played through uh, with uh, Mitsurugi, uh, the samurai, and through the arcade mode. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of fun. You know, this is the type of fighting game I do like. Like, it's it's beginner friendly, but there's enough depth for more hardcore gamers. So, yeah. So, I, 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 I kind of dig that. You want to try to play six? I might. Get it, a, you know, red box it for a day or two. Oh yeah, that's right. You could red box, red box PS4 games. Yeah, um, I might do that too. Uh, I think I played. What was it that I played for like a day? Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I still want to play the uh, Frozen Wilds DLC. I've been curious about that. Alright, well, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, I still haven't even finished the <laughs> the dead regular version. Oh, there's plenty. Game I, in oh, that. I know. <laughs> Trust me, where I'm at is like I feel like I'm still in the beginning. And yeah. honestly, I don't even know. Like I thought about putting that in my four um four in February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. That's that will take the entire month of February. Yeah. Oh yeah, but it'll be worth it though. I'm gonna challenge you to the four in February. I want to see you try to do it. Yeah, so many games though, and but I know like part of it is like you can play a game that you've beaten before, right? Yeah. Oh, you can play games that you've beaten before, games that you have already started, and possibly like rage quit or whatever. Yeah. Like as long as you're just able to beat four games mm. in the month of February. Yeah. See, I don't know, cause like I'll probably be like maybe one or two, but I like to take my time with games. I don't. Like, I don't like to just rush through them. Trick um, is just get a short game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you could. I could do that too. That's exactly what I did this past. Yeah, I think. Well, I did the first year. I did it when um, Ed from the Party Nerds. Shout out to them. They called me out when he um challenged me. I, yeah. The first year it was all four Uncharted's, mm-hmm. and then I had already started the Game of Thrones Telltale. Mm-hmm. So I ended up finishing that one. Oh, oh what's going on, cousin Andrew? Yeah. And then this past year, I did the Guardians. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale, mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, yep. and I can't even remember the last one. I'm probably going to interrupt you and just like, it's going to hit me. You, I don't know. So you mentioned Walking Dead, right? I didn't do Walking Dead. No. Yeah. God, what was it? Guardians, Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, Uncharted uh, Lost Legacy. Okay, there you go. All right. Yeah. Go. So, yeah, man, that's it's a it's a fun. That's a perfect game for that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but but yeah, man, like Soul Calibur, it's like more my speed in terms of fighting games, whereas Tekken is more like for 
more seasoned vets. Yeah, but you did your thing in Tekken for a beginner. I did. I did. You did all right. I mean, you and my pops would go you you guys would would be able to go toe to toe at it. Yeah. Pops now. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not like Tekken 3 pops mm-hmm. when before he had like his arthritis and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, maybe. Um, oh, oh, speaking speaking of uh, uh, video games, man, you looking forward to Saturday? Oh uh, yeah! Oh shit! Yo, because I've I've never been to uh, oh man free play bar and arcade. I know you were. Damn, I know you I talked really about forgot it. about this. Yeah, I know. You, I know you talked about it earlier this year, like in the summer. But like, it's so it's like all the all the arcade games in there are free. Yeah. Oh. There's a bar and there's food and stuff. Oh, I'm so there. Pay your cover charge. Mm-hmm. Just walk in, pay your cover charge. Yep. Go in. First of all, you're probably gonna stare at the entrance for like ten minutes because you're not gonna know what the hell to play. Mm-hmm. That's good. So then, when you finally decide to play one, mm-hmm. just press start and have and have a ball. <sighs> that that is heaven, man. Yeah. That, that's what's yeah. up. And what he's referring to this Saturday, this Saturday is my my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I'm having a little shit. They got free play bar and arcade. Uh, you know, for those who are in the area, and it's in downtown Providence, so for those in the area, come on through. Yeah, it's a costume party. Yeah, too. yeah. As always, I never reveal my costume until that day. Yep. No hints? Nope. Mm, I hear you. I hear you. Keep it a surprise. I've, oh, I always have. Yep. And... Since next Wednesday is Halloween, you gonna dress up again? Yes, I want to try to get a cosplayer on. That would be cool, but um, I, I got I got my costume uh, set up. It's it's simple. I I don't want to know, but you'll you'll find out. That's a, okay. You will all find out. Why you gotta say it like that? Man? That was that was just scared. <laughs> Why? Why are you scared? My Paul Furman used to say that there was people in your face. <laughs> They were used for a good cause. Anyway. I'm sure they were. <laughs> but I still uh, want. I still want. You, I still want to do that. Um, what's that Holocaust movie? <laughs> oh my God, Cannibal Holocaust. The Cannibal Holocaust chat. The ca- Cannibal Holocaust challenge. That's a Carl Bird challenge. That's not a Codex Prime challenge. That's a you challenge. No, we'll do a, co- a Codex Prime challenge. No, no. Codex Prime challenge. I do not endorse this. Yes, you will. I do not endorse this. If it's, if it's successful, yes, the hell you will. I don't give a shit. I ain't you watching. Lying ass. I ain't watching no Cannibal Holocaust. No, sir. No. Nope. John Aponic says that your costume, it's a guy in a plaid shirt costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's, that's, that's funny, John. That's funny. That's that's real funny. Your your costume is a failed DC hero. Anyway, but you see, here's the thing: if you're talking about a DC hero, mm-hmm. you have to be more specific. Oh yeah, like uh, I don't know. Everybody. Yeah, like the whole Justice League, and you know, you gotta get you gotta mention um, who. Yeah, the whole yeah, pretty much the Justice League. Damn, you didn't even give your girl Wonder Woman some love. Well, oh yeah, Wonder Woman. You see, that's 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 the problem with DC. It's like they only have one good film in their whole catalog. It's just Wonder Woman, and and that's that and that's that's what really stinks about it. But you know, wasn't Man of Steel like? Didn't you like Man of Steel? No, I did not like Man of Steel. John Aponic says you bought it. Well, okay, here's the thing. Um, I 
I when when Man of Steel first came out, I was optimistic about DC's uh where DC was potentially heading. Okay. But then you found out that uh you know um freaking you know uh Zack Snyder didn't know what the hell he was doing uh with the with soup with the Superman property, so you know it kind of fizzled. So you know there you go. That's the problem. Victor slightly, uh, there was a little technical difficulty with the yeah. live piece. So <laughs> that's why Victor sounds kind of uh, unsure of everything. He sounds like yeah, <laughs> episode thirty, Carl. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I I was starting to like get into Carl Bird summary mode right now, but apparently I've gotten better. You dick, <laughs> you have, you have. I, I gave you credit for that, but yeah, apparently the the live feed. Uh, dropped so it says that we're currently live yeah still. It's not, i never lost it it just lost it on your end okay yeah but um but since i'm I'm looking at your screen and uh is that the dallas cowboys i see yeah we lost we lost by three on sunday the football gods just weren't on my side because i lost in fantasy too so of course i'm actually in fo- damn <laughs> it's not gonna help me because i am a former champion and as commissioner i presented Usually every year I present the trophy to the winner. Mm-hmm. So that year, me being a commissioner, I won. So I presented the trophy to myself. And that's what's up. Oh, I have. I already have plans for the next time I'm gonna do it too. Oh, okay. And uh, who did the Cowboys lose to this time? Uh, the, the Washington Redskins. It was a. We made a lot of errors, but we just signed Amari Cooper, so um, mm-hmm. help is on the way. I'm, I'm. I have faith, as always, as I should. Yeah, of course. You know. So, uh, you know, the, the Cowboys, yeah, the, uh, the Jinder Mahal of the NFL. Oh, the hell they're not. <laughs> you want to know who's the Jinder Mahal of the NFL, especially right now? The Arizona Cardinals. Oh, really? Yeah, they're awful. How awful are they? Have they won anything yet? I don't think so. No, I don't think they won. Oh, I don't know. that's, well, that's, that's, that's pretty sad. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, the Cowboys, you're still optimistic that they're going to make it to the playoffs in the Super Bowl? Of course I am. What's going on, Kyle? But anyways, um, yeah. what else have you been up to? Uh, what else have I been up to? Well, uh, been uh, catching up with uh, NXT. Um, now this, past, uh, this past episode of NXT was quite interesting. Uh, Aleister Black returned. Yeah. And uh, um, to, the, to the much to the delight of the full cell crowd, they were chanting, holy shit. And um, Nikki Cross apparently knows who attacked him, but she only whispered it in his ear. And then it ended with Aleister Black fuming and while the crowd was going, who, who, who? <laughs> like New Day, who? Yeah. <laughs> so this week we might we might find out who. And I think it's been spoiled already. Yeah, I think I I I heard it. I heard it was spoiled, but I, I didn't get the details of like what was who was revealed. So it's still fresh for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, and plus tonight's the uh, the second half of the second round of the May Young Classic. Dude, I'm behind. I'm like I'm only in it. I'm only one episode behind. Okay, yeah. So you got you got time before Sunday's Evolution pay per view. Yeah, yep. I can make time. Yep. I got oh, some. Yeah. I I have some. I have to have the Sunday night off. Oh yeah. Awesome. So yeah, definitely uh, check that check catch up with the May Young Classic when, if you can. No, I will. I yeah. plan on it. Yeah, it's worth it. But yeah, um, besides that, and I don't know if I should get into this now, but there's something that's been that broke my heart, and I'm still mad about. Is it a news and headline? 
It is. All right, let me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get into your stuff because, like, I have a rant bubbling right now. Okay. So aren't you gonna ask me? What? Aren't you gonna ask me what have I been up to? Like you normally do? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You. What? What, what have you done? You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, what have you been? You know, up to? we are assholes, and I will explain later. <laughs> I will explain. Well, y- you are, but. You are too. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No. 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 Yes, you are. Yes, you are. We are no. really having fun with this right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I to much anticipation. I was so happy when I finally got this. Shuri number one. Oh, I got that too. I haven't. I haven't, I haven't read it yet. Oh, I read it. Okay. All right. Should I go into it? Because I don't want to. Oh yeah, go into it. it. I'm gonna read it anyway. Yeah. All right, well, okay, Sheree, number one, written by Nidia Okorafor and art by Leonardo Romero. It's actually, finally, you know, the world has fell in love with Shuri, mm-hmm. you know, from the Black Panther movie. Yep. So she finally gets her own line, and then they picked the perfect writer for it. Nidia Okorafor, she actually did the uh, Wakanda Forever series that came out earlier this year with Spider-Man, X-Men, and Avengers. Yep. Which is out, which is now available like with all three of them together like, oh yeah a small trade it's a small trade mm-hmm. i'm not <laughs> probably really just said rabbit season duck season <laughs> <laughs> oh that's what's up but yeah it, it's actually pretty good i'm i wasn't too much of a fan of the art because it seemed a little too art cartoony to me mm-hmm. like i got that little archie comics vibe out of it Okay. Yeah, but the story was good. So basically, you know, Black Panther has been missing. Him and Manifold went on to a space mission, mm-hmm. a secret space mission that neither the U.S. nor the Soviet knows about because Wakanda is just Wakanda. Yeah. They can do whatever the hell they want. Of course. So then Black, pa- Black Panther and Manifold is actually missing, and Wakanda is, is, in, is searching for a new leader mm-hmm. to be next in line. So there was actually a meeting amongst women, which which it was a secret meeting that happened amongst the women of Wakanda that's that's gone on for like generations, mm-hmm. and they actually have chosen Shuri to be that leader. And she's you know it's just the first issue, so you really didn't get into much. Yes. It's she's like battling like should I take on this role or not because she was just completely happy being in the lab. Surrounded by her creations and everything, so yep. She, what have you been up to, God? Thank you, Dre. Thank you, Grande. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, but the this comic actually ties in. It has ties to um, a nation under our feet mm-hmm. and the intergalactic empire of Wakanda, both written by Tanahisi Coates. Like, yep. Jesus, I'm like, loud. Like that. Yeah, go on. Kind of a struggle to turn your phone on. Yeah. You know what that means, right? What? It's time for an upgrade. Whatever. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you've had that phone since we started the podcast. I know. <laughs> it's time. It's served me well, but go on. Yeah, it's time for me to upgrade shit. <laughs> so then, next, next up, what I've been up to is the Spider Man The Heist DLC. Oh, with Black Cat? Yes. Black okay. Cat has returned. She returns for a heist that draws into that draws that draws Spider-Man into a conflict with the Magiv crime family. And 
there's twists and turns that I don't want to spoil for y'all. Mm-hmm. Like an interesting plot, plot twist. I'm like, oh shit. And I had to go to work last night. And I was mad because mm-hmm. I wanted to play. I'm already 52, 52% done with the DLC. God damn, man. You play that game like it's your job. But it didn't even take long. So it's it's a small, it's a short DLC. Okay. But, you know, 25 bucks, you get the next. <clears throat> the, oh, you get all the DLCs not going to be coming out this month. Mm-hmm. The highest. And there's uh, two more that comes out. I forgot the name of them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah. But then there's new challenges by hosted by Screwball, where in the main game, there was challenges by Taskmaster. Task, Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. You're going to have fun with those. Okay. Especially the stealth missions. I Those are my favorite. Mm. Um. And then there's going to, you know, just new stuff to find all over the city and all that. So you still utilize the same Manhattan map. Mm, you know, I was hoping to get more of the city because, damn it, I wanted to go to the Bronx. <laughs> I wanted to go to Brooklyn. The hood? Yeah, I did. I wanted to go through the hood. I want. I mean, you go through Harlem. You go through the projects in Harlem. But mm. I still wanted to go to the Bronx. You know, I wanted to see if they actually got 1520 Sedgwick Ave. <laughs> uh, maybe. Marcy. I wanted to see if they got the Barclays Center too. Oh, okay. Oh, I tried to go to the Statue of Liberty. It wasn't there is a way to do it, mm-hmm. but it takes forever. Oh. Okay. So like I tried to one day when I was just like, okay, let me just play something, and I just didn't. Mm-hmm. Spider Man wasn't that great to me. Kyle, you are the worst. Uh, he's just hating. He's just trolling. He he's just trolling. You know, don't let him get to you. It was average. This is coming from the same guy that says Kenny Omega is overrated. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. It, it, wasn't wasn't didn't Kyle say in the in the UWO's last episode? Shout out to y'all guys that and that New Japan Pro Wrestling was a safe, safe organization. Zone, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that that had me rolling. When y'all come for Survivor Series, mm-hmm. we gonna have words. Yes. Yeah, I'm talking to you. We gonna have words. Yes, all the words. So, so also, which took up most of my time this weekend, Daredevil season three. Ah, finished it. <laughs> when these series come out, I just don't make any plans. You, oh, you just you just clear your schedule. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. it wasn't even a clear schedule to clear. I just barely had shit to do. <laughs> Well, so I was like, bump it. It came out right on time, but holy shit. Okay. So. Let's just say Wilson Fitz gets out of jail and Matt has to deal with like deciding on whether to be, um, whether just hide from the world mm-hmm. or embrace being the hero vigilante that he's always been. Okay. But then he also goes to some, through some personal issues as well. And it does pick up from, um. Where um, defenders have left off. Okay. So it does show how he uh, so how he does survive uh, the. I forgot the name of the building, but. Um, oh yeah, it was like one of I think one of uh, Danny Rand's buildings. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a Rand building. No, I think it w- it was a Rand building, but it wasn't really like. Yeah. It wasn't the Rand Corporation building? Right. No, it was a building owned by the Hand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Midtown yeah. Circle. Yeah, there that's it is. what it was. So he it shows how he survived that. And of course, he was dealing with the loss of Electra and all that, but then mm-hmm. still trying to keep a low profile. And then Sister Maggie coming back to the picture and all that, mm-hmm. and how he deals with that. But this season, mm-hmm. you really 
it really shows mm-hmm. how powerful Fisk can be. Oh, uh, this sounds promising. He sounds, yo, he's a manipulative bastard. Okay. I fucking love it. All right. Vincent D'Onofrio knocked it out of the park again. Of course. I mean, I would put I don't put him as like number two best villain in the Marvel Netflix series. Number two? Number two. Uh, who's number one? Kilgrave. Kilgrave. Purple Man. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Can't argue. That's that's good. I, He's a Fisk is a close second. Mm. I I mean I really love Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk. Yeah, he nails it. Okay. He nails it. Yeah. It's just repetitive to me. I was expecting Horizon Zero to got Contra. That's just disrespectful. Wait, how do you compare Contra to to Spider Man? What? What? See, Kyle's just he, he's he's just trolling. His, yeah. his troll game is like over nine thousand right now. So you know. Um, and John asks is if uh, Spider Man is better overall than the Arkham series. It depends. I had never really played the Arkham series, mm-hmm. and I actually am interested in playing it. Oh, you should. Do you have them? Yeah. Well, I have. Um. Yeah, I do have all. Th- well, the first two games, which came up for the PS3, and then Arkham oh, Knight for PS4. But uh, the PS4 has the Return of Arkham, which is a remaster of the first two games. Arkham, oh, really? Yeah, Arkham City and Arkham. Uh, oh, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Okay, maybe those could be my four fours. Yeah, yeah, they could. Four February. Oh my God! I yeah, Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, by all means. Yeah, uh, yeah. Get if you yeah if you haven't played for the PS3, just get the remastered because there's like two games on one disc. But then and it's for the PS4. Yep. Good to know. Yep. Good to know. And then also making a murderer came out the same day. And you finished that? No, I'm not that. <laughs> Listen, I'm not that fucking lifeless. Okay. Uh, but did you, did you start it though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it picks off to where, you know, obviously it does pick off from where season one left off, but where I'm at is like, because of the hit, you know, because season one was such a hit, mm-hmm. that it's like, they, you know, they were talking about how they were just getting so many letters and stuff and so much support. Of course, they were going to get their hit as well. Yep. You know, because sometimes you got to be, you know, you got to be careful with documentaries because they can be, you know, pretty one sided and stuff. Mm-hmm. But from what it seems, it's like they still have a case. Oh, wow. That's, that doesn't sound promising. So, so like, from where I'm at, at least. Okay. Because, like, from what I heard, um, like in the first season, the first season so- sort of like proved his innocence. But or- then it's like, it's like the jury and the judges was like, nope, nope, uh, you ain't going nowhere. Sounds a little fishy to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Have you watched it? No, I've heard about. I've heard some things about it, like how crooked the police were. Yeah, you should really, you know, as somebody who's like into politics and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I recommend you. I think you will thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I, I put it on the level as thirteenth. Wow, that good. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm. I'll definitely make time for it, but because, sure. yeah. Um. Oh yeah, Red Sox. You know they won their World Series uh, first game. Yeah, the first yeah. game. Yeah, that's cool. You know, yeah, you know. I, I'm not a. Bo- I'm just not a Boston sports fan at all. Yeah, me. Me too. I mean, stickball, whatever they call it. You know, you know what it's called. <laughs> yeah, but, you know it's baseball. But uh, yeah, anything. Uh, anything else on your end? I was at Raw. In Providence this past Monday. Ah uh, yes, yeah, man. We get we gotta talk about Raw. Yeah. So, um, 
First off, like, you know, shout outs to everybody who went. Uh, Brand, I know Brandon Sells was there. I met a couple of people from the Wrestling Fantasy Warfare. Uh, Adam, Alan, Natasha, who just newly joined to the group. I gave her a fair warning. I'm like, listen, when the girls come out, we can be pretty raunchy. Like, the thirst is real. She laughed and said, listen, I'm probably just as bad, maybe even worse. I predict you guys, the rest of you guys will scare her off. Nah, no, because I've had conversations with her. I'm like, I think she'll fit. She'll fit right in. Hmm. I just want to see who's worse between her and Jennifer Roman. I'll shout out to her. <laughs> <laughs> so I freaking love Jen. She's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, that it, believe it or not, even though it seemed like we had like it, it was just a repeat of like the last four or five Monday Night Raws. Yep, which is why I don't watch. It was actually a good show. Mm. Was it because of the of the live factor? That that's a fact that does help in the first five minutes, mm. which was Roman Reigns making his announcement that he's uh, battling leukemia. Yeah, that he actually he used he actually had it. Mm-hmm. He's had leukemia for the past eleven years, and it came back. Yeah. So he has to take, uh, from what his Wikipedia says, a hiatus mm-hmm. to, um, you know, just so we can battle this. Yep. So, Joe and Hawaii, we at the Codex Prime Podcast, we support you. We are praying for you. Best well wishes. But let me tell you how it was, you know, being there. Yeah. So, Roman comes out, typically, you know, Typical reaction, mixed crowd reaction. You know, the women and children cheering for him. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> sorry, Grande, and you know the men booing him. Mm-hmm. But he comes out in just regular clothes with the title, something that you never see. Like usually, if a wrestler comes out, because when he comes out, he's usually like in his in his ring gear or at least like wearing the pants and just a Roman shirt over it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know. Typical, you know, Roman Reigns rain gear fashion. Mm-hmm. So, yo, my eye was sweating. <laughs> I'm sure it was, Kyle. Yeah. So once the music stopped, he got he gets into the ring. The music stopped, and it was just like a sea of booze. Like he was literally getting booed out of the building mm. on some WrestleMania 34 level type shit. Mm. Wow. So then, like after a while, you know he caught, you know he cried down. So then he started explaining his situation, mm-hmm. and then once he dropped the leukemia bomb, like it's I've said this many times on Wrestling Fantasy Warfare, on the Random Ramblings with Rob. Well, on Wrestling is Trash. Yeah, shout out to B Rob. It's like the whole arena just did like a collective. Oh shit. Hmm. I mean, like they, I saw, like people in, like women in my in the row that I was sitting in, yep. like crying. Wow, man. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember watching it, watching it uh, on TV, and like they, it cut to one fan who was crying. Yeah, they was gonna show. They they kept showing this one single, this one uh, woman in the audience. She was just like stunned, mm-hmm. like because they didn't like. Like you remember when Daniel Bryan came back, mm-hmm. you know that you know the app actually just like made an alert saying, "Hey, he's cleared to wrestle, yada yada," yep. or somebody's gonna make an announcement. Like they prepared it for us. Yeah, they did no such thing. Like so, this 
this came out of left field. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he walks out. You know, he walks out. The shield comes out. You know, they're crying. You can actually see, you know, you can see um, Seth crying. Dean's holding it together. But it's like, you know, what he was saying, he's like, this isn't a retirement speech. I will be back. So, you know, it kind of uplifted everybody's spirits a bit, you know, because remember, this was still a huge shocker. And, you know, whenever somebody gets hit with leukemia or cancer or whatever, possibly terminal disease, like it's just never, not something really to celebrate. Right. You know, I mean, of course, you did have a couple of fans who was a couple of trolls in there. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's being dicks. Yeah. You know, a mm. couple of bad apples. I'm going to the booth soon. All right, man. Can't wait to hear your episode, Kyle. But, um, so yeah, you know, but the show went smoothly. You know, Paul Heyman came out, you know, even though they were like rivals. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, my thoughts and prayers are with you. You are truly a champion, yada, yada. You know, everybody. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, and then, of course, you know, even Braun Strowman came out in that same promo. He said, listen, after I win this title, even though me and Roman had our differences, he is the first to get a shot. Mm-hmm. Which I, you know, which I respect. Mm-hmm. So, because um, technically he didn't lose it. Just like Finn, just like you have to think about it. he you gotta respect Roman for offering Finn the first title shot because technically he didn't lose it. That's true. Yeah. So, but you know, the show the show went on pretty smoothly and stuff, you know, a solid match between Finn Balor and Lashley. Um decent matches here and there and stuff. Lias freaking I guess he made a, a face turn because he tore it up. Like, Elias can fuck... I enjoy listening to Elias play. Oh, I did see that part, yeah. (laughs) And then he comes out, and then, you know, Potato Skin Corbin tries, (laughs) you know, be the heel general manager. Mm Mm-hmm. And... (laughs) Shout out to the pimple. Shut up, Steven. There's a backstory for that that I cannot explain on the air, but... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's just always been his nickname for me. But anyway, um... So... It's main event time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they already had announced that this that um, Ambrose and Rollins are going to be going for the tag team titles against uh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Right. Great main event. Like, the crowd was into it. This is awesome, Chance. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody was just, you know, into it. You know, the spirit of Roman's there. They got to win this for Roman. Mm-hmm. And they did. With help of Braun Strowman, they did. Mm. So everybody's, you know, yeah, you know, once they won, everybody's cheering, you know, yes, they did it for Roman, yada, yada, and the perfect heel turn happened. Yes. And he just hit Seth Rollins with the the dirty Ds, and he beat the bricks off of him. Yeah, he did. To the point where he takes him outside of the ring, rips the safety mat out, and it's just floor. Now, mind you, it's hockey season. Mm Mm-hmm. So during hockey season at this at the Providence Civic Center, shut up! I still call it the Providence Civic Center. It's been twenty years. And it's the Providence Civic Center. God damn it! You're an old man. So what? I embrace it. Go on. So what they do is instead of having to melt the ice and re you know remake the ice, they just put boards over. So like when you're stepping on the floor, it's freezing cold. Yeah. But so Seth Rollins took a dirty deed on some on ice. Yikes. 
Man. Yeah, that that was a heel turn. That's how you do a heel turn. Yeah. Properly. Yeah. Easy heat is to the point where there's a video, I think I posted on the Wrestling Fantasy Warfare page, where it's like he's walking out, and you just hear people going, why, bro? Why, bro? Um, why, Dean? Why? Why, Dean? Why? I'm like, <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. And um, I mean, part of me was thinking, I don't know, does that mean that they're going to hold off on the rumored Dean Ambrose heel turn? But That's what you thought, though. Yeah. Thought Vince actually shows he ain't that damn senile because it was <laughs> perfect. That was. Yeah. And like, and like, especially on a, on a night where where Roman, like Joe and Hawaii announced his leukemia uh, diagnosis, and then you have that heel turn. <sighs> he, yo, Dean Ambrose has reached Champa levels of heat. Yeah. That is we'll we'll see because when he comes out next and they're screaming "fuck you, champion," then we'll talk and then we'll talk. Oh yeah, fuck you, Ambrose. Yeah. That fuck you, Ambrose. Yeah. That's now one bro. thing because of, you know our discussion last week about the uh, crown jewel main um, event. Yeah. Um. First of all, did you happen to catch it when they actually made like references to crown jewel? Um. No, I I didn't catch. Well, well, actually, like they would they would like still plug the matches that will take place, yeah. but they wouldn't announce, mention where it was taking. No, place. they still didn't. They still didn't see it. But now, on your end, from a t- from watching it on TV, but did you hear any like boos? Mm, like from 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 the little that I saw, I didn't hear any boos. Yeah, there was yeah. like no reaction to it whatsoever. Oh wow! Like I think I was the only one who just booed it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So everyone's just... like, once I saw, it, I was like, boo, and that was it. Uh, so everyone's like pretty indifferent or just like you can kind of say that because honestly because i you know shout out to my cousin nick i you know i ran into him after the show and we was having discussions on it he subscribes to the podcast we was talking about it and it's just like it's and i also posted a vi- uh, video to the wrestling uh, wrestling fantasy warfare page about like from what culture wrestling did you know they did a video yeah basically keeping us updated it to me it just seems like just a lose-lose situation they go through with the show it's a bad pr move mm-hmm. they they cancel it they lose out on a ton of money and then not to mention it's like listen saudi arabians they are capable of like some 9-11 shit i mean the saudi arabia tw- mm-hmm. official twitter of saudi arabia because canada said something or did something wrong they post a tweet of a picture of a plane Flying into one of their landmarks, so it's oh, like, I saw that. yeah, you don't really know what's gonna happen. It's a bad. It's 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 like a lose lose situation. Yeah, like I I, I mean I get, I get what you're saying there, but like I don't think um like I don't if WWE like does this show because of uh because they're being threatened by by Saudi Arabia, then that's just way too extreme. But but would, can you will you put it past them? Then I I wouldn't I I don't want to I don't want to say anything to speculate in that direction, but um but it just goes to show that WWE like they they just need to be more careful in who they choose to do business yeah, with because like you had other like I said you had other American businesses that pulled out of deals with them yeah exactly so that's why I say the best I just think that they should just put the Saudi deal on hold until this whole thing, until the investigation is complete, and just move Crown Jewel somewhere else for now. If it turns out that they did have something to do with it, then just pull out the deal. If they didn't, still hold out for a little while, but then, like, I guess when the waters calm, Mm -hmm. because eventually they will, then 
go back and see what happens. Like yeah. you kind of have to like play it by ear, I guess. Well, I think at at this point, um, I, th- I think Crown Jewel is like it's not it's tainted. It's tainted. Whoa, it's, it's been tainted, but even more so now. But yeah. like, for example, like uh, it's been reported that Daniel Bryan and John Cena refuse to go. There's other wrestlers that refuse to go. They are against it as well. Oh yeah. I know for I know I think the only one I've heard uh, heard was Randy Orton, who's still like down to go. Mm. Lesnar too. I wouldn't put him past Lesnar. He'll go. Yeah. He'll go wherever the money's at. Oh yeah. And I heard that Hulk Hogan is because <laughs> wasn't making appearance. Oh god. Jeez. Because uh, I blame those on the Saudi fans because you know they're '90s fans and yeah, like NWO was around. So yeah, and yeah, so like, so I I hear that I, uh, a current rumor too is that uh, right now, like whether or not uh, WWE goes to Saudi Arabia, the current rumor that is that it's not even up to Vince at this point. It's actually up to the State Department. Um whether or not WWE can have the clearance to go to Saudi Arabia. And another rumor is that WWE is looking looking for uh, venues here in the States to, to you know, play Crown Jewel. MSG. Yeah, in fact, they did mention New York. They did mention MSG. New York. They will sell, you know, if they move that, they will sell those tickets quick. Yeah. And they can, like, they can fix that relationship that they have. Yeah, they could. You know, um... Uh, I mean, I don't think it would stop um, New Japan and ROH from their event. No, not not at all. So Vince needs to get over himself. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, like MSG or hell, hell, play it at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. We don't ain't got shit shit over here. <laughs> not yeah. you know. Yeah, well, shit. We don't have it at the Providence Civic Center. I mean, shit. Like we can. That'd be so dope. That'd be dope. <laughs> play it at a high school gym. I don't know, but nah, at this ain't point. Do all that. <laughs> But at this point, man, like not moving the event if they decide to go through with it, it's just it's just not gonna do them any favors at yeah. this point. But anyway, that's pretty much all I've been up to. Yeah. Somehow so oh, and I did go to Fashion Week uh Rhode Island this past weekend. Shout out to a friend of the show, Afton. Okay. She invited me. It was a good time, just like the last time. So looking forward to the next. I'm looking forward to the next one. Who knows? I'll probably might DJ it. Hey, right on, man. Right on. But well, that's it. Now I know there was something that you wanted. It was a couple of things you wanted to get into. Yeah, I had a couple of couple of interesting uh, subjects. Um, first off, let's give a quick shout out to the sponsor again. Well, ain't this a bitch? You had to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Studio headphones. Victor got his own pair, and he's like amped right now. I am. He y- y'all should have saw his face. Like he was like a. Like a kid in Christmas. Yeah, man. It's uh you know, just a gorgeous quality head quality sound design, uh, sound quality, uh Bluetooth capable, twenty-four hour battery charge. Twenty day standby life. Yep. Affordable. Mm-hmm. Stylish. Yep. You can customize them. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just go to studio.com and then at checkout, just use the promo code Codex Podcast. Yes. To receive 15% off. And as always, free shipping in the USA. <laughs> cracks me up every time. You... Yeah. Also, we have merch. We have merchandise. You can go, can you just go ahead, cop a t shirt at wehavemerch.com. Just search Codex Prime and you'll find it. Mm hmm. Indeed. Hit, get it, grab a shirt, post a picture, and we'll definitely shout you guys out. Yeah, man. Right on. 
But yeah, man, that's all well and good. But I'm going to tell you what's not all well and good. What's not all well and good is uh, Netflix mm. canceling mm. Luke Cage. Yes, one week right after Iron Fist. I blame Iron Fist. <laughs> if it wasn't for Danny Rand's kung fu hipster gentrifying ass, his stink rubbing off on Luke Cage... This would not have happened. Listen, listen. Now, there's a lot of things that I that I've been hearing since the since that news broke out. Um, well, IFS I can understand because you know it wasn't you know the, it was the least favorite out of all four of the Netflix series. It was trash. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was potentially it was getting better. Mm. It was getting better little by little. Yeah. But it was. <laughs> but anyways, but you know, canceling Luke Cage, which was so popular, which was a big surprise. Now I'm hearing. That they want to try to do, they want to do a Heroes for Hire series. Um, also, I am hearing that slowly but surely they're gonna pull all the Netflix series, all you know, Mar- all Marvel and Disney content, just so they can put, just so Disney can put it on their streaming service, which I think is supposed to launch next year. Yeah. So I mean, so maybe it's not necessarily canceled. It's probably canceled on Netflix's end, so mm. there's no strings attached. Yeah, I mean that. So it's gonna, and it's all gonna, it's gonna, go, all gonna go to Disney. I mean, yeah, that. I mean, if that's true, then that does make sense because you know Disney, you know, they want all their properties, Marvel being one of them, under the same umbrella, you know, yeah. streaming service. But uh, but I still think it's it's kind of cold, man. I mean, because Luke Cage, especially the way season two ended, I mean, you can't leave us with just that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like. It's like it's 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 like it's like you, it's like you, you you teased us, you know you 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 you, 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 you left us with the four play stage, and then like we're we're, we're we got blue balls, blue balled, you know, or or women blue tittied. I don't know, but the thing is, there is a term for that. I just can't think of it right now. I don't know either, but uh, <laughs> but it's like. Luke Cage was just so, was so awesome that from the soundtrack, the acting, the cast, the storytelling, and man, yo Bushmaster. Mariah Dillard, uh, Mahershala Ali, Corn- Cottonmouth, what? Shades? I would have loved Damn. to have seen. Now, I was one thing. You just reminded me. I was so pissed off that they killed off uh, Cottonmouth because I would have loved to see Fisk work with Cottonmouth. Oh, dude. Oh, that, you know what? That wasn't You just painted the inside of your pants. I just did, man. <laughs> but, uh, yo, yo, Cottonmouth and Kingpin? Oh, and they stock up. Oh, yeah, and Dear yeah. Devil Season 3, they brought in a new character, a oh. new antagonist. Oh, I think I know who it is. Um, is it Bullseye? Yes. Okay, okay. And you, unlike any of the DC villains, you actually understand him. You actually kind of feel for the guy. Okay. So he's not like a Colin Farrell's Bullseye from the Daredevil movie? Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you remember that with Ben Affleck? Yeah, but you know, ironically about uh, Daredevil, the Ben Affleck Daredevil, yes. that was the movie that actually got me back into reading comics. <laughs> to believe it or not, that actually got, that was the movie that actually got me into in the reading Daredevil. You know what? Speaking of Daredevil comics, because this this season is actually loosely based on the uh, Born Again uh, comic series, so I do want to try to get into. I want to get into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's high. It's highly unfortunate, but. Like I said, hopefully, hopefully it'll just come back. I would like to see Heroes for Hire, so then possibly that can lead to Daughters of the Dragon. Mm, that would be dope. Misty Knight and yeah. uh, Colleen Wing. Yeah, 
That would be cool. That would watch that. Then not to mention in the comics, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage do get married and have a kid. That is true. They do. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh maybe this cancellation is not is a is not a goodbye but a see you later. Yeah. Okay. I'll 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 hold off hope. That being said, hopefully uh Disney's streaming service will uh will bring that heat, you know, cuz they, they 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 do need hooks for to get you know me invested yeah. and if they continue well, to be I, I, i'm gonna get it main, you know the, all the marvel you know all the marvel content yeah um the star wars content oh yeah that's true yeah um and also like who knows just to watch like a lot of the old disney especially like when i have my little cousins over i'm like yeah watch lion king just on and... oh yeah yeah lion king number one yes N- yes lion king is the number one disney film uh, of all time, we we know this. This is fact. Yeah. Now, did you see the uh, teaser trailer that came out last week of uh, for Aladdin? I did. What do you think? You know, I need to see more. It was it was too too bare bones. It was, but it was, it did its job. It was a teaser. It, it was it was a teaser, and um, I am curious to see uh, Will Smith's genie. I mean, I'm, I I I I mean, like I'm, I'm going to judge it on its own merits because Robin Williams was the man. Yeah. And you know Robin Williams. That's it's gonna be hard for us because we grew up on Robin Williams' genie. Yeah, we did. Like that, he was the genie. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. And damn, gone way too soon. But but man, I want I want to see Will Smith's interpretation. Like, hopefully, it's not like Big Willie style genie edition. But I think I think he'll bring some something new to the table. Yeah, this means you can't get more charismatic than Will Smith. Well. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, no, no, not, not as a genie. I wouldn't put him right now. No, no. He, he rocks got charisma for days though, yeah, and that is true. But I can't see him playing. People are complaining that he's maybe he's gonna be playing John Henry. Oh, really? Yeah, he posted on his Instagram like a little mini, a little teaser trailer of him playing portraying John Henry. Hmm. Like he's got the body for it. He's but people are actually complaining that because he's too light skinned. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember John with the ha- the hammer, black yeah. dude. Yeah, I mean, I think Terry Crews should have played that one, but uh, they need someone marketable. I don't want Terry Crews to be Bishop. Yeah, it could happen now that Bedlam's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, you know Terry Crews should be playing more. Uh, should be play. He should be playing more superheroes. I think, or maybe Terry Crews as the new Steel. Don't bring back Steel. <laughs> Terry Crews, come home to Marvel. Suck it, John Aponic. Oh, man. Yeah, he was so great in Deadpool too, right? <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I did enjoy it. Did yeah. you ever buy in Daredevil? I mean, Deadpool 2 yet? Not yet, but I will. Probably like on Black Friday. Hi, wait. Hi, Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> I freaking love that shit. I like YouTube that just because it's funny to me. Mm. <laughs> But then there was also another article that you wanted to get into. Yeah, I found this was pretty interesting. Um, you know, Rockstar Games, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out on Friday. That's two days away. Yeah, two days away, man. Just when I'm about to get Spider-Man. Um, but, uh... Ouch. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to get Spider-Man. You know, Spider-Man all over my body. I'm My body's primed and ready for Peter Parker, easy, okay? Easy, easy. Take more and take it to Listen, I'm just, I'm just trying to convey my excitement for this game. Was possibly game of the year, but anyway, 
um but yeah but yeah rockstar games uh they've uh they're under they've been under some uh some controversy for these past couple of weeks because uh last week um uh, rockstar co-founder dan hauser uh he he came out and uh, apparently he was bragging about um about rockstar the rockstar staff working 100 hour weeks to get red dead redemption 2 out in stores um and then when people started complaining about, yo, you really worked your employees that hard, he he, he, went, he actually flipped, turned it around and he tried to clarify his statements by saying, uh, and I quote, um, let me see, he said, uh, uh, more importantly, uh, we obviously don't expect anyone else to work this way. Uh, across the whole company, Rockstar, uh, we have some senior people who work very hard purely because they're passionate about a project or their particular work, and we believe that passion shows in the games we release, but that additional effort is a choice, and we don't ask or expect anyone to work anything like this. Um, I'm just not one of them. Not No one, senior or junior, is ever forced to work hard. And when the way he phrased it, it just sounded like, it just left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Because like, it's a like, PR, like a little PR... Like a, a PR blunder because it made it sound like, oh, well, you know, no one's forced to work hard. Like it, it, could, it could be like kind of like sarcastic kind of like um, well, I work a hundred hour weeks, you know, but I, I, I work day and night to put, put this game on. No one's forced to work on my level or the level of my team. And, and, he, and he said that like the it was the writing staff that was working, was crunching a hundred hours. And um and 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 this and one of the big reasons why there's such a big outcry is because um, the video game industry has these crunch periods. The crunch period where where you have a, a developers being more or less forced to like literally spend like 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 twelve, fourteen, sixteen hour days just to work on a game. Yeah, because they have like deadlines to be set and stuff. Yeah, but which is crazy because how many times did Red Dead Redemption Two get delayed? Like, like seven. Well, like, I'm just actually, well, actually, like two, three times, because yeah. like it was supposed to come out uh, this past spring. Correct. Yeah, and then it got delayed till um, November. Well, first, oh, no, actually October this month. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, like it, it kind of leaves a bad taste because one, the fact is, like, uh, uh, the video game industry is not unionized at all. So employers, so you have like the top developers, like uh, the people on the top end who actually can dictate how many hours you're, you're, you have to work. And when Rockstar said that, oh, you know, overtime is optional, you know, we don't, we don't mandate that on our employees. At the same time, a lot of Rockstar employees, both former and current ones, came out, some speaking anonymously because they, you know, they, they're fewer, fewer of retaliation. Right. They explained that, well, when they say that it's that uh, overtime is like not obligatory, it's like a reverse like psychological tactic. It's like, well, if you ch- if you say no or if you opt to like just work your regular hours and go home, it's like it's like a culture of like fear and intimidation. Like, oh well, you must not want it enough. You must not want to be a developer. Um, you know, anybody else would have would kill to have your place right now. You 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 must not be motivated enough. So it's like they guilt you and manipulate you into yeah. working those hours. And like in the if you look back at and with the first Red Dead Redemption game. Um, there was like a, a letter written by the spouses of Rockstar developers saying that, yo, stop le- stop making our husbands and wives work long hours for this game. We barely see them as it is. And uh, and Rockstar brushed that off. 
and now with part two coming out and with they this basically it's, it's history repeating itself they did yeah. the same thing so now they just try to they try to do like damage control and stuff yeah and and it kind of makes me think it's like it's like not only the fact that the video game industry is not unionized and employ and it, developers you know either bur- a lot of developers burn out and just leave the industry altogether because of like poor treatment but it kind of makes you wonder it's like yo if 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 it takes that much un, undue work, like over overwork, like to to get a game out to the point where like your health and your family and your relationships are like at risk or even have to be sacrificed, then that game's not really worth putting out, you know? Because it's like on it's like on our ends, like we kind of have we kind of feel a tinge of guilt. You kind of like it. we kind of have to buy it. Yeah, it's like we have to buy it because, like, not only is the, not only because of the quality of the game, but you also want to validate the hard work yeah. that the developers put in. But that also sends a message to the developers that, oh, well, you're buying our game, so the ends justify the means. And it kind of makes me think about like how toxic, you know, work culture is in in our country in the U.S. Like how much we we how we how how we value work too damn much like 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 in your experience like you talked about how like you literally work triples and and you like like worked like with no sleep and you and you did the podcast it's like you were killing yourself and it didn't make sense and a lot of and it's like culturally like we're taught that oh that's the grind you got to embrace the grind like you you got to have sleepless nights you got to sacrifice your relationships or compromise them to, to get ahead and it's like fuck all that it's like no job no product is worth somebody's health and well-being. And at the same time, it's like, yeah, you can enjoy certain things, but you you gotta treat the you gotta treat the your employees better. You gotta treat your performance performers better. And it's not just like a video game industry thing. It's not just like a work work thing. But like if you look at sports, for example, or wrestling, like we're both wrestling fans, like on, on WWE's level, like their travel schedule is ungodly. It's horrible. And, and and that's it explains why so many people get injured all the damn time. But we watch the product and we want to see these, you know, athletes, you know, do their succeed, thing yeah. and succeed. But it's 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 not at the cost of their health and well being. And 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 if and some people might argue that, well, you know, that's just what it takes to be successful, to be on the high end. Well, if that's what it takes, like if you have to like literally hurt yourself to get to the top or like sacrifice your health. Then yo, your prior your priorities are kind of skewed, and that's not the way to that's not the way to make it. If if that's what making it is, then shit, I want no part of it. And it's like, and 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 not to get too dark, but on the wrestling example, if you think that you know sacrificing your health is worth it, I got two words for you, Chris Benoit. So, you know. I I mean that that watching reading that story kind of reading the, the whole Red Dead Redemption and the Rockstar treating their employees like that it kind of kind of made me think that yo, is that why you choose Spider Man over Red Dead Redemption? That's part of it, yeah. That's part of it, and plus like Spider Man just looks too damn awesome, you know. And and like with Red Dead, like I'll I will play it eventually, uh, but it's kind of making me think that like like, like all these big triple A games that like like the, like. The game developers like they need to be treated way better. Like there needs to be a union to like have to like have their back. And I, I and I don't know why union is like a bad word here in America, but but like the the notion that you know you gotta sacrifice your family, you gotta sacrifice your health and and and, and your well being for a company. 
that doesn't make sense to me because at the end of the day, the minute you drop dead is the minute you get replaced by somebody else like you were never even there. So it's like you got to look out for yourself, man, because no employer, no job, no dream job, no dream career is worth that shit. And, and, and also, too, like if you look at the facts, like one, like Grand Theft Auto made $6 billion. That's more than any film, more than any video game, more than any book in history. Found that to be not true. Really? I had to look at. I had to look that up. Really? Yeah. How much did it make? It, no, I'm saying I'm not. Ju- I'm not saying like. Hold on. Because I'm quoting from a, a sci-fi.com article written by uh, Rich Rich Lovejoy, which came out just a couple days ago. No, but but Grand Theft Auto Five, it's it's the most it's the most profitable entertainment product in the history of entertainment. It's made more than any other film, any other video game. That is a fact. While the six, while you might say the six billion is questionable, no, the fact is GTA Five has exceeded the gross, the gross uh, product. Of, it is actually the third best-selling video game of all time. Third. Yes. The what's number one and two? I'm going to right now. Right, the list is. Are you quoting Wikipedia? Yeah. Number two. Is Minecraft number one? Is Tetris? Tetris. Now, are you talking about? No. Now I'll actually go. I'm. I'm actually gonna go to another source. Okay, I'm gonna Google it right now. Best selling. Now Tetris. Tetris has been around for thirty years. So yeah, you kind of understand that. Best selling. <clears throat> So Googling best-selling video game of all time. What is the best? Yeah. Best-selling video game of... Actually, no. Grand Theft Auto is number four. Okay. Mm. With 80 million copies sold. Then mm. Wii Sports with 82 million. Mm-hmm. Minecraft with 122 million. Mm-hmm. And then Tetris with, surprisingly, just only 170 million. Mm-hmm. And how many copies did GTA Five sell? 80 million. Just 80 million? Yeah. You said four. You said GTA four. No, I said five. I said GTA five is number four. Okay. Yeah. And then Wii Sports, Minecraft, and Tetris. Now, is that overall? Yeah. But what about the claim that, uh, well, but but the fact is GTA five is, is the most profitable entertainment product ever made. Across all mediums, but I think I, th- I think we're I think we're getting sidetracked here. We are. the uh, The other point I wanted to make is that the gaming industry historically has always made much more money than even the film industry. In fact, in the same article, um, the gaming industry raked in one over one hundred and eight billion dollars in twenty seventeen. Compare that to the film industry last year, which only made. Uh, Forty-three billion dollars total. It's saying okay, and then I it says it's one of the fin- most financially successful. So it was not the most financially successful, mm-hmm. but it's one of them. Right, but yeah, like, but like, but yeah, on, on a yeah. macro, but yeah, on a macro level, uh, uh, the game industry makes billions of dollars, like much more than the than the film industry. So on, on that level, it's like why. Why should employers overwork their employees to the point of exhaustion? And like, and studies have shown that uh, 
you know, you know, as far as productivity is worker productivity is concerned, like after after a certain amount of hours, like the products, there's no real productivity after a set amount of hours. If the if a, if a worker keeps working, they're just like winging it or, or, or running on fumes. Yeah, it's just it's just, they're just there to, at that at that point to inflate the numbers to make the company's uh, numbers or profits look good, look better than they actually are. So yeah, man, like. This whole notion of crunch, this whole notion of like, oh yeah, you gotta you gotta work, you gotta grind, you gotta sacrifice everything. That's bullshit. Like I, I think that I think that as a culture, like Americans, we really need to rethink our definition of of work and the value of it. Because at the end of the day, like I said, you'll get replaced the minute you drop dead, and you are not your job. I don't care what your job is, what your career is, you are not your job. If you if you define your the the core of your identity about around what you do professionally, then shit. What what happens when you don't have the job? What happens when you're unemployed? Oh my god, I'm a bum. I ain't shit now. I, I guess I, I guess I might as well not exist. Come on, man. That's 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 sick. That's sick. And 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 the game industry needs to really needs to change their tune. Needs to change their whole culture because like I don't want to be playing games in the future where like where so many developers had to sacrifice their health to get it, get it out, then it doesn't make it fun anymore. It's not worth it. Because, like, look, the film industry, they have unions for actors and, and like, the crew. Screen Actors Guild is the union, right? Yep, Screen Actors Guild. Um, the uh, uh, cr- uh, crew, of like, the cinematographers, like, lighting, they have unions, too. Like, they're set. Uh, the game industry needs to follow suit. And quite frankly, man, you know, Game industry needs to get their shit together. Is all I gotta say, and and so do we as a culture, like as far as work goes, because over overwork, overwork is not it's not something to to value, and that's not something that like if we have kids in the future, that's not something that we want to pass on to our kids. Like, hey, you gotta work until you until you catch a heart attack at the age of forty. That's the American way, America. Nah, nah, son. Ignorance again. <laughs> yeah, man. I just there's <laughs> our episode title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but but yeah, that's 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 all that's all I gotta say about that. But again, like I said, I'll I'll I'll, I'll get Red Dead Red Dead Two eventually. But uh, it's all about Spider Man right now. It is all about Spider Man, and I was tempted too to get just for nostalgia's sake to get Spider Man Two <laughs> for the PlayStation <laughs> Two. But I saw I saw the time capsule was like thirteen bucks. It was at the Seaconk one, so they didn't they didn't have the half off sale. Right. So I was like, nah, okay, I'm good. But yeah, man. Damn, it ends tomorrow. Yeah. I'll try to catch that tomorrow. Yeah, they, they they might have some good stuff left as far as like uh like trade paperbacks and yeah, like yeah, I'll pick up I'll pick up some trades and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, I still support my friendly neighborhood Rock Hocos. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of Rock Hocos, I gotta get some more comics for my box once I get paid. Cause I gotta I get a new box. <laughs> 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 comic book habit is awful. <laughs> Yo, you're telling me, man. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, ready for question of the week? Yes, I am. All I right. Am so, last week's question of the week was, if you can get all seven Dragon Balls, what would you wish for? Mm-hmm. Now, we just kind of went up off the rails and stuff with superpowers and stuff. So, yeah. on Instagram, Kareem Pie 2018 says, start over again. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means, hey, that's your journey. Hmm. Uh, John Aponic says Iron Fist season three. You trolling? 
Oh my god. <laughs> then Jessica Concussion says Batman versus Superman part two. P.S. A troll made me write that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John. Yeah, he just can't take it out. Yeah, he can't, like the Dallas Cowboys fans. Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> we them boys. We, we them boys. Throw up the X. So, I'm going to the, land, to the realm of anime. Okay. What was your favorite anime fight? Favorite anime fight? Yes. Oh man, favorite anime fight. Dang. Um man. Uh, see, I can't see. Maybe it's not like a conventional fight, like a one-on-one fist fight. Maybe in terms of like uh like a battle, I guess, for like multiple parties involved. Um, uh, I'm going to say, you know, what? I'm going to say Akira. I'm going to say Akira, like uh, the the final, uh, not, not really a battle, but it's like a final scene between um, Canada, Canada and Tetsuo. Okay. Who became that big blob. Yeah, that, that, was, that was cool. Okay. Nice choice. I gotta go with the legendary one, Goku versus Frieza. Oh, he fought a freezer? An actual, no, an, shut up. An actual freezer? You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know that still holds the record as the longest anime fight ever? Really? Yes. How long was it? A half hour. A half hour? Yeah. Okay, well, okay. Being that it's Dragon Ball, was 15 minutes of that was like, ah, uh, charging up? I'll probably say five minutes. Okay. <laughs> Wow, half hour fight. Yes, and who prevailed? Goku, obviously. Okay, all right. That's what's up. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be on our social medias within a day or two. Um, where can they find us? Uh, Everywhere. You, yeah, you can find us all over the interwebs. You can find all of our episodes on Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes. Give us that five star review, and YouTube. Oh, and as well as Google Play. And you yes, can for all you green bubble motherfuckers out there. Yeah. <laughs> and you can follow us all over social media at facebook.com slash Codex Prime uh, podcast, uh, Twitter at Codex Prime cast, and Instagram at Codex Prime podcast. That's right. Um, like I said, if you guys aren't doing anything, those of you in the Rhode Island area, just come down to Free, free Play Bar and Arcade yeah. for my uh, costume, my birthday costume party. Yep. I will not put out how old I am. Did you post it? Did you post the event on the Codex page? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Oh, it looks like it did. Maybe. said Codex shared an event, and I do not remember doing so. Hmm. But it's been set on the track. I'll be 34 on Saturday. Yeah, man. Join the, join the club. Join the club. And pretty soon you'll join the, the receding hairline club for men. Yes. Yeah, because you're a full-fledged card-carrying member. That's right, man. Embrace it. Embrace it. There's room at the table. He got you. <laughs> I still got some left. I still got some left. When I get to Stephen A. Smith, that's when I'm letting it go. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be lit, man. Yo, free play. You are going to lose your absolute shit. <sighs> yo, yo, my body is ready for all those arcade games, man. It's going to take me back. 
arcades. I hope your date lets you actually play your games that you want to play. Of course. Right. Of course. You know, right. We're both gamers. Nope. So. Now she is. Oh, she's been a gamer. Really? Yeah, she's like like old school, like Genesis. Uh, she's a retro. Yeah, Genesis. Um, yeah, more so, more so Genesis. Not, not Super Nintendo, but yeah. Oh, and, and PS1, of course. Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, PS2. Yeah, she she knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Good shit. But yeah. Good shit. But yeah, man. But yeah, man. I'm looking forward to that. Uh my costume. Oh yeah. It's gonna turn some heads. <laughs> oh, you ain't dressing in drag, are you? You'll find out. Oh Jesus. <laughs> but uh but yeah, man. Arcade games, beer, pizzas. It's gonna be good times, man. It's at nine o'clock, right? Nine ish. That's when it's supposed to start, but you don't. You do not have to be there right at nine. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know, since since they have like all the all the arcade games there, I might be there a little early just to indulge. Maybe like eight thirty ish, I guess. I don't know. There's no need to be. There. I don't even think it's gonna open that early, but I think it does. I don't know yet. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, man, looking forward to that. And also next week, Wednesday, is uh, October 31st, Halloween. So we're going to be in costume for the Halloween episode of the podcast, right? Yeah. Dressing up as, uh, discussing that nerd goodness. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So yeah, more more nerd goodness coming at you. And uh, and, uh, and of course, yes, John Hapani says X-Men Arcade. They do have it at They do play. there. They, they have it there. Because yep. I played it the last time I was there. Mm-hmm. I'll be all over that too. And uh, oh, quick question: Do they have the Simpsons arcade game? They do. Yes, I I'm played so... the shit out of that one oh. the last time I was there. Yeah, I'm so there. I am so there. Uh, on that note, we will catch you on the flip. And as always, thank you so much for watching, and listening. Peace out, nerds. Later.